Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Dear Emma Love Amy. Today's topic is all about finding and developing healthy relationships. And that isn't just for romantic relationships. This is also for relationships with your parents, relationships with friends, family, things like that. Just developing those relationships and making sure that they're healthy and long lasting. But before we start, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about what's going on with me so you guys can hear a little bit about my life at the moment. So I am moving into a house in Boulder at the end of the summer, so in August, and I have been trying to find all of these different like pieces to make it really cute because I honestly feel like it's such a cottage because it's a house that was built in like the 1920s, so everything is 100 years old and it's got the beautiful old um, windows and like all of this gorgeous stuff in it, and it just seems like a perfect little cottage house. So I'm trying to find unique pieces that fit with that whole style but still reflect my personal style. So I'll be posting a bunch of stuff on the Instagram. Um, follow it, Dear Emma Love Amy, about, you know, different color schemes and asking you guys your opinions so I can create the perfect room for my next year. So that's just what's going on with me. Now let's get into the episode. Okay, so I want to break it down into 10 main points of building long-lasting relationships that require, you know, relationships require effort, they require understanding from both sides, and they also require effective communication. I have to say that is the absolute number one thing in any relationship. If you are not being honest, if you're lying to each other, if you're not building that trust and you're not having effective communication of what you both want, the relationship is not going to go anywhere. So when you're finding an this is primarily for like romantic relationships or friendships, not necessarily relationships with your family since you already have those people. But I'd say be genuine. You want to show your authenticity, especially if you're going on like a date with someone. Sure, you might, you know, show your best sides for the first couple of dates. But if they are wanting to do things that you really hate doing and you're just doing it just because they want to or if you're changing parts of your personality because you think that they would like it better, you're not being authentic and you're not being true to yourself and you're kind of creating this image in their mind of this person that you aren't. And so even if that relationship works out and you really like them and you're like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to be with them. I'm going to turn myself into a person that, you know, they want. Even if you do that and you go get married and you spend the rest of your life with them, you're not going to be happy. And that person that you thought you initially wanted is going to turn into someone that you don't actually want at all because you're not being true to, you You didn't start out being true to who you were. And so now you're not true to who you are still. And so all of the things that you hated doing back then, you're still going to be doing because they think you like doing that. And it's just going to make you miserable and really upset because you can't be honest with them because they thought you were a different person than you are. So being authentic about yourself, it's crucial to form strong relationships. You've got to be true to yourself and show your genuine interest. And people that you have, like everyone has similar genuine interests. So you're going to find your people, even if you haven't found them yet. And once you do, if you just show those genuine interests and you act like your true self and you are genuine, you are going to find people who respect that, who enjoy doing the same things you do. And those are going to be your true people that will help develop healthy relationships with you because those are the ones that are going to be wanting to do the same things that you are. So being genuine and being authentic is definitely a number one tip because everyone, you know, talks about how easy it is to be genuine and authentic when you like it's easy to talk about how easy it is, but it's not easy to actually do when you're trying to impress someone or you're trying to fit in. But you have to really stick to your true self and push past that and know that you're going to find people that are the people, the right people for you. 
The second one kind of goes along with the first one, but it is to find someone who has common interests with you. And of course, this is a little hard to do with family members because you are kind of just thrown in with them. You're born to them, so or you're, you know, born with them. And so you don't get to pick their personalities. You just kind of have to get along with them no matter what. But for friends, for um, romantic relationships, for different things like that, for even, you know, bosses and things like that, find a boss that has a common interest with you or a company that has common interests with you. Find romantic partners that have common interests. Find friends that do. Because like I said, when we talked about being genuine, if you find someone or if you are genuine about what you care about, you're going to find someone who has those common interests and who wants to do the same things and then you can be genuine in that relationship. So you want to look for individuals who share those common interests, values, and goals. And I think values more than even interests is the most important thing because what my parents always liked to tell me was they, you know, could do completely different things, have completely different jobs. You know, they're not the ideal person each other would want to marry because, you know, they're not like a Victoria's Secret supermodel and a Calvin Klein model, but they love each other and they're still together to this day because they share the same values. They both care about, you know, traveling and making time for their kids and eating healthy and things like that. So the core values about like money, kids, um, you know, where locations where you want to live, things like that, those are, you know, politics, other things like that, religion, they share the same thoughts on those. So everything else is kind of just like white noise on the outside, because as long as you have those strong core values that you share with someone that you're entering into a romantic relationship with, or you're entering into a friendship with, and you have the same goals in mind, you're going to work towards that together. And you're going to be able to, you know, talk to each other about it. And no one's going to be judging because you have that same goal in mind. The same goes for friendships. If you're hanging out with a bunch of friends who love, you know, drinking and drugs and things like that, and you're not that kind of person who does that, then that you have different values in that friendship. While, yeah, it might have been a really great friendship when you were younger, as soon as this started happening and you guys kind of go your separate ways, you need to take time to take a step away from those people because they're just not your people anymore. And you have to find people who are aligned with your values. I think it provides a really strong foundation for connection and helps sustain the relationship over time because you're not constantly fighting over the things that matter the most to you because values are the things that matter the most to you. So if you have completely different ideas on how you should raise your kids, that's not going to work out. And those, those values aren't going to be aligned and therefore you're going to not be always arguing and fighting over how you should raise your kids. Number three is active listening. And I think this is so important as well, because if you're not listening to what your partner is saying, or you're not listening to what your friend is saying, or even your family members, if you're not hearing what they're saying and intaking how what you do makes them feel, you're going to be in so many arguments and fights because you're not being empathetic towards them and they're not being empathetic towards you. When you develop your listening skills and show a genuine interest in what others have to say, you are create that friendship that just stays so strong because you share genuine interest and you actually care about what they're saying and they understand that you care and they can feel that and they see that you respect them. And they're like, yeah, I really want to put an effort with this person because they listen to me and they want to sit there and they want to help me through my hard times. So I want to be their friend as well and I want to do that to them as well. And so when you actively engage in conversation and you ask those open-ended questions and you are present in the moment, it really just allows that person who you're talking to, who is, you know, talking and allowing you to listen, to feel like they are being respected and they, like, that you value their friendship and that you actually want it to be a long-lasting and healthy relationship. 
And the same goes for them as well. So it can't just be one-sided. Both people have to actively listen to each other and intake that information and work to find, you know, like common ground or just listen to them when they're going through a hard time and work to help them. Because if one person's doing that and the other person's doing and not doing that, then there's going to be an imbalance and you're going to feel unvalued, undervalued while the other person feels completely valued. And so it needs to be, you know, both people adding in that active listening and being empathetic towards each other. And that's something that's really hard to find. And there is no real formula for finding someone who just wants to like listen to you and be there for you that you also want to do the same thing for. Some people are really selfish and they will take and take and take as much as you give and they won't give any back. And those people, you just have to recognize that they are one of those people and kind of move past that because there are people that will listen and that will give as much as you give, but you have to really search around and find those people. And that's kind of a trial and error thing. It takes time to find the people that you really fit with that will listen to you and understand you and respect you. Number four is empathy and understanding. Again, going along with like active listening, you want to seek to understand others' perspectives and emotions. You want to feel like what they're going through. If someone's really upset about something that you did, you want to understand why they are so upset because if you really value that relationship, you're going to work towards bettering that issue and, and fixing it and solving it so that you can move past this and be better friends or better romantic lovers or things like that or better you know family members as well so you want to seek to understand others perspectives and emotions and you want to be really empathetic about it because it allows you connect on a deeper level and foster that trust and that mutual respect that I was talking about earlier so if one person again is being empathetic and understanding and the other person isn't then it's not going to go anywhere because one person will always feel undervalued and so it really needs to be that you know give and take from both sides and that's hard to find, like I said, so you really do have to just search around for those people. And once you find that person that will give and take as much as you do, then those are the people that you want to surround yourself with. Number five, like I said at the very beginning, is communication. The most important part of any romantic relationship, any friendship, any, you know, mother, daughter, brother, sister, dad, son, anything like that, any relationship is communication. When you have effective communication, you are so open and honest with each other that if something bothers you, the other person knows about it and then that you can work to find some middle ground that you guys can be on. Because if one person is always saying, oh yeah, that's fine, they're not being authentic and they're not being genuine and therefore they're just letting things pass that they don't, you know, that's something that really matters to them. They're just letting pass by and not really addressing the issue. Or if it's something that really hurt them, they could be like, give you the whole silent treatment. And then you're like, I don't even know what's wrong. And then your friendship just falls apart or your relationship just falls apart. Or if there's miscommunication and you don't let, you know, you don't need to talk up and talk about it and you don't fix things, then it's just going to fall apart and it's not going to work out. So if you have communication, be one of number one in your, you know, building long lasting relationships, like toolbox, you can really move forward in relationships. And obviously, you know, don't bring up every little thing that bothers you because there are some things you'll just have to compromise on. Not everyone is perfect. Not everyone gets on perfectly. And so there's always going to be things you have to compromise on. So if you're constantly nagging at them and bringing things up, then that's not going to work out either. But if you're communicating about the important things, the values that you have, if you have different ideas about something and you communicate that, or if someone hurt you really badly and you communicate that and you work through it, that builds this foundation and this healthy relationship that where you can be open and honest and no one is afraid to be open and honest because 
you both understand that that is a necessary aspect of any relationship. You want to be clear and you want to be honest and you want to be open in expressing your thoughts and feelings. And also be a good listener and encourage open communication from the other person, not just constantly communication from one side. You have to, again, have that give and take and find someone who is willing to work on that with you. Number six is trust building. And again, this goes along with communication because if you communicate about something that happened, your partner is a lot more likely to trust you or you're, you know, if you tell your mom that you are actually going to the mall with a guy instead of saying, oh no, I'm just hanging out with your friend, your mom's going to be more trusting of you and be like, okay, they were open and honest with me. They let me know what was going on. They didn't lie to me. I now understand like this is the situation. And you know, if maybe something happens to you while you're with them and then the police call your parents and they're like, oh, so-and-so was here. Your parents are like, I didn't even know that they were there. You know, they didn't tell me at all. Something terrible could have happened to them. And so it allows, you know, obviously trust building, but it also allows for that, you know, like life or death situation communication. So trust building and taking the time to develop that and really be open with people and have that communication to tell someone they did, that you don't like something or that, you know, maybe if you were in a relationship with someone else and you cheated on your spouse and you are so afraid to tell them because you think that they're going to be so mad at you, you have to be open and honest about those things because if you are not, you are never going to build a foundation you're going to build a foundation based on lies. You're never going to build a strong foundation and you're going to be constantly cover up or covering up past lies or covering up past things. And you're again, not going to be genuine, not going to be authentic. They're not going to know the real you and you're not going to be happy. You're going to be miserable because you're doing things or you're covering up things constantly that you don't need to if you're being open and honest. Number seven is spending quality time. I think again, really important too. I read somewhere on the, um, I think it was on like a a New York Times article or something about building healthy relationships that you need to spend time with like the families that stay together the most or like the parents and partners that stay together the most are the ones that spend quality time together. You know, going on a trip every year or going like my family would always do road trips because they like spending more time together in the car. It was a lot of quality time to spend together, you know, driving across America So we would do that. We would, you know, get along and spend time together, get to know each other again. Everyone has such busy lives nowadays that it's hard to find quality time to spend with someone else, especially when you're like trying to check off a lot of bucket list items. So like, you know, your friend wants to hang out and your mom wants to hang out and your spouse wants to hang out. So you're like, okay, let's just do a big party all together. Then you're not having that one-on-one quality time with every person. So it kind of goes back to if you think someone is important and you want to stay or you want them to stick around, you have to be willing to, you know, open up your schedule for them and and fill in some time for them. And yeah, it might put strains on other things like you might have to leave work an hour early so you can get home and make dinner with your kids. But some like if it, you really value it and you value that person, you will have the time and you will make the time. It's kind of like that whole if he wanted to, he would idea. If you wanted to make the time for someone, you would. So if you really value that person in that relationship, you will make quality time for them. And I think it's so important to just invest time building and nurturing relationships and spending quality time with people you care about. Whether it is like, you know, shared activities or conversations or just simply being there for them, it really shows, again, that you respect them and you they are important in your life because you are willing to open up time in your busy schedule to spend time with them. And it just allows you to connect and be open and, again, have that communication. If you never talk to your partner because you don't have any time to, 
and then you sit down and have a quality conversation with them, you might realize that this person is actually not someone you want to be with. Or you might realize that you want to like get married right away because this is the person you want to end up with for the rest of your life. So spending quality time really allows you to understand and know someone and also shows that you respect them. Number eight is support and appreciation. Everyone has a different love language. You know, some people's are touch, some people's are gifts, some people's are, you know, communication, different things like that. But when you show support and appreciation for anyone else, you show support for their goals, for their aspirations. If they tell you, you they want to do something like start a business, you show support. You're not tearing them down, telling them how, you know, bad it is. But you also, you know, when you give support, you don't want to say like, oh, that's terrible because you think it's bad. You want to give support and say, this is a really great idea. There are a few things that I would tweak, but you know, I still think this could work out and I want to help you do this. When you show support and you show appreciation for others' goals and aspirations and you celebrate their achievements and you offer assistance when needed, they again feel respected and valued. And if this is again a two-way street, if they show it to you, you have to show it back to them because if the, neither person is feeling valued in the relationship, it's just going to fall apart. So expressing gratitude and appreciation for the presence of someone else in your life really helps them feel valued. It makes them want to stay in your life. It makes them want to give back to you and do the same for you and really be there for you. I was at a dinner the other night and we were talking about, you know, women going through pregnancy and moms when they move away from their family, they don't have that family support. And so they feel, you know, trapped and alone. But this mom, one mom was saying that when she had just had her baby, all of these girls from her mother's group were calling and they were saying, you know, do you need anything? Do you need anything? And she didn't want to be a burden. So she didn't say she needed anything, even though she had all these different things that she needed. But she got so stressed out that like the last caller that called, she was like, yes, I actually do need something. And so, you know, the lady showed up and she took the baby for a little bit so she could have a shower and she could run to the store and get groceries and things like that. And just having someone that supports you in your life, now they're best friends to this day because she, she was able to support her going through a hard time. And then, you know, later on in life, this other lady who got the support was able to support this other lady who gave the support and they're still friends to this day because they showed appreciation for each other and they weren't afraid to give and make time for each other. Number nine is conflict resolution. And again, this goes back to communication because, you know, conflicts are inevitable in any relationship, whether it is friendship, whether it is romantic relationship or just, you know, siblings, obviously that's a, that's a really big one, or parents, that's another big one. Conflicts are inevitable. And if you don't have conflicts in a relationship, I don't think you really are having that communication and I don't think you really are, you know, understanding each other because no one fits perfectly with another person. There's always some jagged edges that need to be worked through. And so there, there do need to be those conversations and there do need to be those conflict, but there also needs to be that resolution. So when you learn to resolve conflicts in a respectful and constructive manner where you practice that active listening and you do find common ground with them and you seek mutually beneficial solutions, you are going to have so much better effective communication because people aren't afraid to communicate because they're not worried about the conflict. And you're also going to be able to resolve that and find common ground between both people. Any relationship involves collaboration. That is a major part of any relationship. So it takes time to work through those conflicts and people need to find common ground. And if you're with someone who's just completely selfish and won't, you know, won't make that adjustment and just wants it their way, then it's hard to find someone that will work on conflict resolution. 
So in order to find those right people and find the, the people that you really want to hang out with, and a good thing to look for is someone who is willing to work on resolving conflict, not someone that just shuts down as soon as something goes wrong. Someone who wants to be respectful about it. And the A, number one, that's probably the most important thing when resolving conflict resolution is someone who is respectful about the way that they go about solving conflict resolution. They're not just going to have like a screaming match in the kitchen. They're going to say, okay, I want to hear out your side and I want to understand why you feel this way. And then you sit down and you understand why I feel this way. And then we can figure out how we can come together and fix that. That is a respectful and constructive way to manage conflict resolution. Instead of just, you know, fighting or slamming the doors or not talking to each other. And yeah, sometimes you do need time to just take a breather. So if you're like having a big fight, you need to just stop and say like, I'm, I need to take a breather and go take a moment for yourself, gather your thoughts and then come back and talk through in a respectful way. But if you're just always fighting and you're not actually talking through anything, your conflict is never going to be resolved and you're not going to be able to have that healthy relationship because you're always going to be having that tension from those unresolved conflicts. Number 10 is adaptability and flexibility. Like I said, no relationship is perfect. No one fits perfectly with another person. There are those jagged, sharp edges. And so there needs to be adaptability and flexibility from both sides so that the relationship can be, you know, the relationship needs to be malleable for both sides and it needs to be a give and take and it needs to be collaboration because it can't just be one person all the time. It needs to be both. And relationships evolve and they change over time. So you need to be adaptable and flexible to different changes in your lifestyle, different changes in their lifestyle. Like I said before, some people might, you know, get to high school and start into the drinking and the drug scene and you might not be one of those people or, you know, vice versa. And so if that relationship has evolved into just two different personalities, you need to know that it's time to leave and be adaptable and, and able to leave. Um, or if it's a relationship where, you know, maybe another person is got a really good job in one place and you love them so much and you want to stay with them, you need to be adaptable and flexible enough to know that you want to stay with them and make those changes so that that relationship can continue. When you're adaptable and willing to adjust as circumstances change, it's like showing flexibility and accommodating others' needs and expectations. And just, you know, if someone, if you always watch the same movies that you want to watch and someone's like, hey, like today, can we watch something I want to watch? You have to be adaptable and flexible with that so that people do feel valued and they feel like, you know, it's not just one person all the time. It is that compromise and it is that adaptability from both sides and that flexibility to be like, okay, this isn't one of my core values. This isn't something that's that important to me. Yeah, we can do something else today. Just showing that you care about someone else and respecting someone else's needs and expectations. I think if you take anything away from these, you know, 10 different kind of main points of finding and building healthy relationships, it's that it's all about mutual respect and it's all about mutual understanding. When you show someone the respect that you are genuine with them, you have common interests with them, you are actively listening, you are empathetic, you show, you know, you work through with communication, you are trustworthy and you trust them, you provide quality time with them, or you like, you have quality time with them, you support and appreciate them, you want to work through conflicts with them, and you are adaptable with them, then they feel absolutely respected and they want to stay in that relationship and they want to give that back to you. So it comes from both sides. If you're constantly with someone who is not aligned with what you are doing and what you are giving to that relationship, 
then it is time to walk away because it cannot just be one-sided. It has to be a give and take. And I think finding those relationships that have mutual respect is the most important thing. Building long-lasting relationships requires that mutual effort and commitment. And it is important to invest time and energy into nurturing and maintaining those connections when there's someone you really value who you know really values you. guys so much for listening. I hope you really enjoyed that episode and hopefully you can take some of the points that I made and transition them and utilize them in your daily relationships and communications with others and you can find and develop those healthy relationships yourself. That's it for today but I'll see you in the next episode. Bye!